Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Democrats are preparing for impeachment, and how they're preparing for it is absolutely hysterical. They're going on TV to tell you how they thought they were going to die earlier this month, or last month technically, in the Capitol riots. They were going to die, therefore Donald Trump should be impeached. This is now how they are moving forward with this. In fact, Representative Jackie Spire suggests labeling now Republicans as terrorists. They're getting this started. The Republicans have been calling Democrats the radical left. Time to call Republicans the terrorists, she tweeted out. She said this Monday in a tweet, since Republicans sometimes use the term radical left to refer to Democrats, she says now it's time to label the Republicans with an even more extreme label. So much for bringing the country together. The Republicans need to be called what they are, terrorists. Spicer tweeted that it's time for the media and social media and others to call them what they are, which is terrorists. Man, we're bringing people together, aren't we? I mean, get excited. AOC, apparently her and her colleagues in Congress, have now decided the best way to roll out impeachment is to actually tell people that we were going to die. One of the funniest parts of all this, though, uh, is the fact that she actually talks about her near-death experience during the Capitol Hill riots, and it was actually a cop helping her. She also is making sure that you label the people you need to label. Fox News. She now says that her near-death experience, the Capitol Hill riots, is Fox News's fault. They're the ones that radicalize everybody. Take a listen to AOC in her own words. Actually put us in a vulnerable you know, situation. Just the very uncertainty that you don't know if that person was actually trying to protect you or not is already deeply unsettling. Um, and, you know, I'm not here to say that that any, I'm not here to pass judgment on any one individual or on any one officer or this, that, and the other, you know, and 
Um, a lot of Republicans mischaracterize my position um, and Fox News amplifies a lot of these lies, um, which in turn leads to a lot of violent threats. Um, and I could do a whole other IG live on other times that I thought I was going to die. And like, I tend to deal with things as well with humor and dark humor. And it was like one of the things I was telling my staff that day was like, well, at least this isn't the first time I thought I was going to die in my first term. Um, but, um, but it's that lack of trust that creates so much volatility um, and fear. And well, so let me get this straight. I want to I want to explain to you the ramblings of AOC. She's now explaining that her near death experience during the Capitol Hill riots, which was in fact not a near death experience, was actually a cop helping protect her. That's what she's describing right now. But she says there's a there's this troubling undertone in her heart. And trauma that happened from a cop helping her because she didn't really know if the cop that was helping her was actually helping her, even though the cop was clearly helping her. This is the so therefore we need to impeach Donald Trump. And so it's like I look back on this memory and I remember trying to excavate like every shred of evidence to be like, it was just a tough situation. But I just don't you just don't know. You just don't know. And so um you know, it, it's an intense situation. So anyways, there's a lot more. So anyways, there's a lot more to it you need to know later. So AOC comes out and she says that her near-death experience during the Capitol riots was actually a cop helping her, but the fear of not knowing if that guy was helping her was enough for her to be silenced, right? Enough for her to be so afraid. She just didn't know what was really happening. She didn't know what was really going on here. Yeah, I know it was a cop helping me, but this cop helping me could have been there to hurt me. I didn't know. I was confused, and it was traumatizing, and you need to realize that. She's not the only one out there pushing death and fear. Representative Porter went on MSNBC yesterday. This is how you gear up for impeachment. And said that AOC told her that she hoped to get to be a mom before she dies. Yeah, this is what you call a coordinated talking points effort to sell BS to the media, which they're happy to put out for you. Did you know uh, just how deep uh, Congresswoman Ocasio-Cortez's fears were at that time? Well, at first she, you know, she saw me, um, she and we waved. I went into my office, and a couple seconds later, she knocked and she said, "You know, could we could we come in?" And I said, "Of course." Um, and she began to, uh, you know, her staffer was trying to describe what had happened. And Alex is is really usually like unfailingly polite um, and very personable, and she wasn't even really talking to me. She was opening up doors, and and I was like, "Can I help you?" Like, what are you looking for? And she said, I'm looking for where I'm going to hide. And the thing that will always stay with me, the two memories that really, you know, especially as a mom, I think were just really powerful for me was when she said, you know, I, I was saying, well, don't worry, I'm a mom, I'm calm. I've got everything here we need. We could live for like a month in this office. And she said, I just hope I get to be a mom. I hope I don't die today. 
<laughs> I'm sorry. We're going to live in the office for a month. Don't worry. We've got everything we need to live in the office for a month. What? Like, wait, what? What? How crazy are these people? I, I understand that the, the attack on the Capitol was a terrible thing. But this idea that you're in your office and you're saying we can barricade for a month. I, I have a hard time buying that that's the normal discussion going on at that moment. Remember, this is all to make you realize how bad Orange Man is, so we can impeach him later this week. I've got everything here we need. We could live for like a month. In the- we could live for like a month, AOC. It's okay. Don't worry. But you don't understand. I just want to be a mom. This office, and she said, I just hope I get to be a mom. I hope I don't die today. And the, the second thing is she was wearing um, heels. And I remember her saying to me, I was wearing flats. And I remember her saying to me, I knew I shouldn't have worn heels. How am I going to run? Well, you take off the heels, sweetheart. I mean, this this is just the, the theater of BS from the media that they're putting out here. She's telling me, AOC's in there. I'm saying, we're not going to die today. You're going to be a mom. Meanwhile, you're in favor of aborting children, right? But we're, you're going to be a mom. Don't worry. We've got everything we need for a month. We've got it all. It's going to be okay. But you don't understand. I wore heels today. I didn't wear the flats. I should have worn the flats. How am I going to run? You take them off, you moron. Take off the damn flats and you run. There, I fixed your problem. You're welcome. So to recap for you, AOC comes out first. And she tells the world that her near-death experience during the Capitol riots, which is why we must impeach Donald Trump, was actually a cop helping her. But the problem is she couldn't trust that that cop was actually there to help her. Maybe that cop was trying to hurt her. She doesn't know. Now, this is the same woman, by the way, who's wanting you to be compassionate, who also compares Senator Ted Cruz and Congressman Hawley to her sexual assault tactics of abusers who want to do it again. This is part of her rant now. Representative AOC has attacked numerous Republican lawmakers in this Instagram one-and-a-half-hour video that she posted late last night describing their actions as, quote, tactics of abusers, which she now has compared Ted Cruz and Holly to elected officials to her claim that she is a survivor of sexual assault. AOC's statement came after she claimed without evidence that Senator Ted Cruz was, quote, her words, trying to get me killed during the riot that broke out at the U.S. Capitol building last month and that Cruz almost had me murdered, her exact words. By the way, Twitter is still allowing these words to be up there. They haven't censored her or taken them down. There, there's no information to back up that Ted Cruz almost had her murdered, right? Like, he, he would be, by the way, charged with a crime if you hire someone to murder somebody, if you plan someone to be murdered you, you get in trouble for that. It's a pretty big claim. Also wanted to say that he's trying to get me killed. Representative Chip Rory, Rory sent a letter to House Speaker Nancy Pelosi demanding that AOC apologize for her inflammatory allegations, writing, quote, if Representative Cortez does not apologize immediately, we will be forced to find alternative means to condemn this regrettable statement. In a video that ran over an hour long, Cortez claimed that the first time, for the first time publicly, that she is a, quote, survivor of sexual assault. The reason why I think it's important to share is because so many of the people who helped perpetrate and who take responsibility for what happened in the Capitol are trying to tell us all to move on. And they're trying to tell us to forget about what happened. 
They're trying to tell us that it wasn't a big deal. They're trying to tell us to move on without any accountability, without any truth-telling, or without actually confronting the extreme damage, physical harm, loss of life, and trauma that was inflicted on not just me as a person, not just other people as individuals, but on all of us as collective, as a group, and many more people. A few moments later, AOC then teared up when she said, I'm a survivor of sexual assault, and I haven't told many people that in my life, but when we go through trauma, trauma compounds on, the, on each other. And so whether you had a neg- neg- negligent or, you know, a, neg- a neglectful parent or whatever you had someone who is verbally abusive to you, whether you're a survivor of abuse, whether you experience any sort of trauma in your life, small or large, these episodes can compound on one another. And so when I see a party who created, who, who cheered on violence, by the way, Republicans did not cheer on violence. We condemned it. You guys cheered on violence all summer long in cities where you raise money to get people out of jail so they could go burn down more of their cities with the Black Lives Matter and Tifa protests. Literally go look at AOC's own tweets. She cheered on the violence, the burning, the beating of police officers, the defunding of police officers, the dehumanizing of, of, of police officers nationwide. The Republican Party conservatives did not cheer on the violence at the Capitol. We were condemning it in real time. That's a lie. But nevertheless, let's let it stay up on social media because she's on the team of Twitter. Quote, and so when I see a party, she says, who cheered on violence, violence that killed five, maybe six people now. A second police office, Capitol Police officer took their life in the aftermath of the attack this past week. When we are still losing people, when we don't know how many people are going to develop PTSD. Let me hit pause. I'm calling it right now. You're now going to have congressmen and senators claim PTSD because of Donald Trump, and they're going to say they need to get pay, more pay when they leave Congress because of PTSD, because of what happened. I'm just going to call it right now. Get ready for that. Just, just, just get ready for it because it's coming. It's going to happen. Be ready for this. This is the Democratic Party now. This is how far they're willing to go to destroy people's lives. This is it. She goes back on to say, we don't know how many people are going to develop PTSD after that. what happened. When we don't know how many people are still hospitalized. I mean, there are people who, sure, they may have passed away, but they lost fingers. They lost eyes. I have no idea how many eyes were lost in the insurrection of the Capitol or lost fingers. I'd be interested to see those numbers now because she's clearly bringing it up. So let's find out, journalists in D.C. And these are people... They're just trying to tell us it's not a big deal. And they're trying to say, you're making too big a deal over it. By the way, which none of us are. The point we're making is you don't impeach the President of the United States of America, who's no longer the President of the United States of America, for a crime which, in fact, he did not commit. Now, here's the other thing about these generalized statements. AOC did not specify which Republicans had cheered on the violence, right? Because none of them did. President Donald Trump didn't. He condemned the violence, called for justice to be brought against those who committed the crimes. She goes on to say, my favorite this past week, Ted Cruz, and now Representative Chip Roy. And oh, by the way, some of the other representatives who actually encouraged people to threaten members of Congress or tweeted out the locations of the speaker are not telling me to apologize for saying and speaking truth to what happened, AOC went on to say. These are the tactics of abusers. 
or rather these are the tactics that abusers use. And so when I see this happen, how I feel and how I felt not was not again. I'm not going to let this happen again. I'm not going to let it happen to me again. I'm not going to let it happen to the other people who've been victimized by the situation again. And I'm not letting and I'm not letting I'm not letting going to let this happen to our country ever. I'm not going to let it happen. So she thought she was going to die, and her biggest concern while she was going to die is that she wore the wrong shoes. That is what Representative Porter said last night when she was hanging out with AOC in her office. She was so upset that she couldn't run because she wore heels. Take them off. She said, I just hope I get to be a mom. I hope I don't die today. And the the second thing is she was wearing um, heels. And I remember her saying to me, I was wearing flats. And I remember her saying to me, I knew I shouldn't have worn heels. How am I going to run? And we went and we found her a pair of sneakers to wear from one of my staffers. Okay, if you're really about to die, are you running to go find sneakers? For, for real, like I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not trying to be cute or, or, or funny here. If you actually believe you're about to die, as they're now trying to claim on TV, do you really have time to run? And how dare you take away sneakers from a commoner in your office, right? How dare you? What about this commoner? Let, let, right, let, let's, 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 let's talk about this commoner here. Can we, can we please talk about the commoner? I, w- I would love to talk about the commoner now. Let's, let's deal with that. Okay, let's, let's deal with the commoner. You went and you stole shoes from somebody in your office so that you could run faster because you wore the wrong shoes. You wore heels. This is their words, not mine. What about that poor person that now you put in harm's way because you took their sneakers? This is the biggest load of crap I've ever heard. I'm sorry. But this is their narrative. This is how they're going to do it. This is how they're going to move forward with it. This is what they are going to do moving forward with it. We were afraid for our lives. We were afraid that we were going to die. AOC had wore heels that day, and now she thinks she's going to die. And this is her concern. So while we thought we were going to die, we found her some sneakers so that she could run if she needed to literally run for her life. How long? I mean, what an amazing story, right? Wow. We must convict Donald Trump right now and impeach him so he can never become president again. All of this is the, this is this is how insane the story has gotten. We're not really accusing of anything, but I couldn't find sneakers and I wore heels and I'm and, and I was fearful and I may may have to run for my life. By golly. Might have to do it, folks. This is what I might have to do. And you need to understand this. And you guys are abusers and you try to get me murdered. Welcome to the world of AOC and the left. This is the strategy to impeach. Her near-death experience during the Capitol riot was actually a police officer helping her, but she was afraid that maybe he was leading me to my death. Yeah. Boom. We got it. There it is. Let's take a look at Representative Jackie Spire. 
She is now saying, and if you're if you're really trying to ratchet things down this country, I'm not even talking about uniting. I'm just saying, if you're really afraid that everybody's trying to kill you, like AOC is trying to claim that all Republicans are trying to kill you, then then why would you come out with this type of rhetoric? The type of rhetoric that I'm about to mention to you. Representative Jackie Spire, Democrat, said on Monday that since Republicans sometimes use the term radical left to refer to Democrats, Democrats should label the GOP with an even more extreme label. Terrorists. Terrorists. The Republican Party has shown that they support the overthrow of our American democracy. Again, that's not true. But say it anyway. And now it's part of Trump's new party, the Insurrectionist Party. Absolutely, another one said about the Congresswoman's remarks. I've been calling them terrorists for weeks. Unrepentant terrorists, actually. They are the American Taliban and they need to be stopped. Another person said in response to the Congresswoman. Some Democrats have been broadly painting Trump supporters as extremists since the Capitol riots. One person said... We will never forgive Trump voters. We squeaked by in the election. I don't know what I would have done if Biden lost. It crossed my mind to move to another country. I couldn't believe that this great nation was has sunk so low. I'll never forgive the people that voted for him, ever. I have an angry place inside of me now. I hope it doesn't kill me. That's, there you go. One of the top comedians on social media. Billy on the street, Billy Eichner, following the Biden's inauguration. You want to know what this guy tweeted out? He tweeted, F every single Trump voter. Blank Trump, blank his whole family, blank anyone that chose to work with him, and blank every single Trump voter. The rest of us need to make sure this never happens again. We've been warned, and guess what? I'm still with her, you misogynist American dummies, onwards. Chrissy Teigen, she's, you know, famous and does all the car commercials and takes her clothes off yeah that that woman who's married to john rich or john legend i should say excuse me john legend declared trump to be the blanking worst today our great nation great national blank up is over but the shame will last forever she declared with two impeachment the creation of three million less jobs which is also a lie Four and three dead, a record low approval rating, and God knows how many crimes with no evidence to back that up, of course. We can officially say Donald Trump is the greatest at being the blanking worst. Maybe it wasn't such a good idea to have the guy with barely enough well-done steak with ketchup fuel brain power to power a light bulb who doesn't even know how to close an umbrella, run the country. History will not be kind to you, you absolute psychopath. But I never was anyhow. Arrested development star David Cross also rejected Joe Biden's calls for unity by suggesting he wants blood. After a year of pain and loss, it's time to unite, heal, and rebuild, Biden tweeted. And he wrote back, blank that. I want blood. So who's calling for violence? I'm just curious. Sounds like if I use the words of the Democrats, they're the ones actually calling for violence and being psychopaths. And Democrats have also now revealed their impeachment trial plan, accusing now Donald Trump, these words we're just getting now, 
quote of a betrayal of historic proportions by aiming their words, not mine, a loaded cannon of his hyped up supporters at the Capitol causing MAGA riot. This is what they're going to say now. We're seeing it rolled out by AOC. Number one, again, this is we're just getting word of this. Donald Trump in danger. I'm reading this for the first time. Endangered the lives of all members of Congress. House Democrats wrote in their legal brief detailing their case against the former president. They're now saying that he claimed or that they claim he aimed a mob of supporters like a loaded cannon at the Capitol, quote unquote. His conduct endangered the life of every single member of Congress. Trump's defense lawyers are facing a deadline of today at noon to respond to the charges against the former president of incitement of insurrection. Over the weekend, Trump parted ways with his legal team and announced two new lawyers who will take on the defense in the Senate impeachment trial next week. One of Trump's lawyers said, doesn't matter what you think emotionally, the fact is this impeachment is completely unconstitutional. And he says, what you now have is you have the Democrats politically weaponizing the impeachment process. And this attorney made it clear This is a ploy to prevent Trump from running for office ever again. This is not about justice. This is not about fact-finding. This is about one thing. Punishing a guy who you're so threatened by that you say that you were actually, that you almost died when in fact you didn't almost die. So that this guy can't run for office again. That's what this is about. And they're hell-bent on doing it. They're hell-bent on making sure that Donald Trump doesn't have the opportunity to run again because I think they're truly afraid. Another side note you may want to think about as they're telling you the sky is falling, the world is ending. Trey Gowdy made a great point yesterday on TV when they talk about the Trump family being a threat to you and a crime family and everything else just know and this is a fact more fbi employees were convicted of felonies investigating the trump family than anybody in the trump sphere for five years this country was put through the insidious allegation that donald trump colluded with russia and at the end of the russia investigation more fbi employees were convicted of felonies than members of the trump family He's right. More FBI employees were convicted of felonies than the members of the Trump family because they weaponized the government to try to overthrow the will of the people. And they're still trying to do it with this next impeachment. Washington Post even advocating today that Donald Trump shouldn't get a presidential library. This is crazy. Because you don't like Donald Trump, you now believe? You now believe that Donald Trump shouldn't even be, he shouldn't even be allowed to have a library, a presidential library. Are you like, these people are psychotic. They're insane. But this is now where we are. This is what they're doing right now.
this is what they plan to move forward with. Senator Blinken, in an NBC News exclusive, said the Capitol riots create an even greater challenge for us to carry the banner of democracy and freedom. This is all coordinated. That's why I'm playing it for you. So you understand the Democrats got in a room. They said, "Okay, I need some of you to tell stories of your near death experience. Then I need you to tell stories about how this was a, 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 you know, trying to stop democracy and freedom in this country. And that's how we'll sell this to the American people over the next week. Capital as a propaganda tool against us and against what American democracy really stands for. What message would you send to the members of Congress who are still denying the reality of President Biden's election? Look, I think there's no doubt uh, that the attack on our own democracy uh, on January 6th uh, creates uh, an even greater challenge for us to be carrying the banner of democracy and freedom and human rights uh, around the world, because for sure, people in other countries are saying to us, well, why don't you look at yourselves first? But I see this very much as a glass half full, because we are, of course, imperfect and indeed Um, At the foundation of our own republic is the notion that we would always be striving to form a more perfect union. We never attain that that perfection. And the difference, though, between us and so many other countries is that when we are challenged, including when we challenge ourselves, uh, we're doing it in full daylight, with full transparency. We're grappling with our problems in front of the entire world. And the fact of the matter is that sends a powerful message to countries. Hold hold on one second. I got to jump in here. So you're telling me that we do it in front of the whole world. Okay, let, let's, let's go to the White House press briefing on the same day that you're selling this crap. And on the same day that you're selling this crap, the White House advocated for banning conservatives on Twitter, saying that it's nothing but hate speech coming from the right. That's what you said. Um, the, you know, declared new government. Uh, as you know, President Trump has been barred from a lot of social media sites. I'm curious whether you think his absence has made your job any easier or the White House's job any easier as it kind of goes forward on these codes. You would have certain gravitational pull with Republicans who may be, um, may be more inclined to take a harder position. I wonder if that's been anything that you guys have thought about or, or kind of considered. This may be hard to believe. We don't spend a lot of time talking about or thinking about President Trump here, former President Trump, uh, to, to be very clear. Um, I think that's a question that's probably more appropriate for Republican members um, who um, are looking for ways to support a bipartisan package uh, and whether that gives them space. But uh, I can't say we miss him on Twitter. Does, does President Biden support the continuing ban of, of, of President Trump on their sites? I think that's a decision made by Twitter. We've, we've certainly spoken to and he's spoken to um, the need for social media platforms to continue to take steps to reduce hate speech. Um, but. We don't have more for you on it than that. So there you go. Yeah, we, 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 we declare that anything that Donald Trump says is hate speech. Therefore, anybody that believes what Donald Trump believes should be banned from Twitter. That is the official policy of the White House. Yeah, they're really trying to bring us all together, aren't they? I mean, it's incredible how much they're trying to bring us together. Really impressive. Let's just bring everybody together. If you think they're going to stop harassing us, trying to silence us, trying to shut us down, you're not paying attention. It's going to get worse. 
and they're going to come for every one of us who has a different set of ideas and ideals. And they're laying the groundwork for it right now. And I'll leave it at that. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 